Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Brooke Destra. We are live at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia. And Brooke, the Flyers are coming off that 6-3 loss to the Devils outdoors at MetLife Stadium. It was definitely a missed opportunity, Brooke, in my eyes. They had a chance to maybe push the Devils down nine points behind them in the Metropolitan Division race. Devils do have two games in hand, so they've played two fewer games, and they still meet the Flyers once more. The Flyers trailed for all but 31 seconds of that game. Never were really in it other than yeah. <laughs> when they got it within 2-1. Yeah. to one. Suddenly, New Jersey is now just five points back. Again, two fewer games played, and they have one more meeting in April. Do you feel like that was a missed opportunity? Was it a backbreaking loss? How do you view it? I do. Th- I mean, obviously, it was a missed opportunity. Like you said, they could have really kind of packed a punch they collect two points against the devils even though april would have been a meaningful game there really it wasn't a chance for new jersey to kind of claw their way back up into the top three in the metro but it's also not wave the white flag everybody panic the flyers are going to collapse no i gave this analogy after the game to you um up in metlife they came out of the all-star break they won Four games in a row. They were on a five-game point streak. Nine of ten possible points. If they went and lost to Toronto and then collected a point in MetLife, would this situation be any different? Would this be a completely different conversation? Because the game in Toronto could have some very high playoff implications as well. Yep. You can't win every single game. You can't expect any team to come in and collect points on a nightly basis it's just it's impossible that's why it's an 82 game season so while they could have really done some damage in the metropolitan if they if they won if they won on saturday i'm not sitting here saying that everybody needs to panic we need to run around like screaming like the spongebob (laughs) meme where he forgets his name and everyone's like i forgot (laughs) like there's there's no reason to panic right now and it was really funny to just see the reactions online because I really thought people were going to be like, ah, all right, like it is what it is. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, Arison's terrible. This is, this is, this is, it's expected. They were going to lose. I th- it was a toss up. Either team could have won. But at the end of the day, it's just a two point game. It is a regular season game. And now you just kind of, you move on, you brush it off, and you get ready for Chicago and the Blackhawks. But it, <laughs> people going into complete panic mode, I'm like, eh, it is what it is. You enjoy the spectacle. You enjoy the huge event of it all. But it, <laughs> yeah. nine, nine of ten points 
right up, right up to that game. It is what it is. <laughs> it's yeah. really not that big a deal. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I wonder if some Flyers fans are maybe just tired of seeing them lose in outdoor games. Well, that could, I mean, they've uh, lost that's five of six outdoor games. Obviously, the only one they won was that iconic Claude Giroux goal at Lincoln Financial Field that punctuated a comeback over the Penguins. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's part of it. D- definitely a missed opportunity, without a doubt. Sure. I think they could have buried New Jersey a little bit. They don't. It's going to make each and every game more important here, especially this Blackhawks game, Brooke. As we mm-hmm. know, Chicago's in last place of the NHL standings. It, it screams trap game, and I think it's why Tortorella is so focused on having them ready to go and not overlooking that game. Good for him, but, though. Yeah. He said that right out of the gate in media um, following the loss to New Jersey. He was like, he's like, I'm focused on moving forward. I'm focused on practice the next couple days. I'm focused yeah. on because the game in Chicago scares the shiitake mushrooms out of him. Yes. Sorry, I just no, okay. bumped your laptop. Yes. But <laughs> you bumped your yeah. laptop as well. We're great over here. Um, <laughs> but I think that that was the right message. That's immediately like how you, it's how you respond. You know, it's. They had a great time with their families, and Tortorella stressed that, too. He's like, I hope the, the guys enjoyed themselves, and now we move forward. Because it is a trap game. It's, I feel like it's a very similar situation to the two Senators games this season with the Flyers. They played down. They looked tired. They looked slow. And Ottawa capitalized on that. And that's just not something you can have coming off of you know, it wasn't a devastating loss by any means. It just stunk because it was outside in front of 70,000 people. But again, it was just two points. You come back out and you win against Chicago and it's kind of like you wipe the slate clean and we're good to go. Let's get ready for New York on Saturday. And I think outdoor games are very unpredictable and they're probably most unpredictable for goalies. So I really don't think this defines Sam Harrison. I don't think all those goals were on him. No. One of them was an empty netter. And I don't think it really defines the Flyers. Uh, it, it, it happened to be a very big game because both teams are in a race. Both teams play in the same division. But I really don't think it's going to define the Flyers. I think they have responded in many ways this season. And I think here's a very good opportunity for them. So, Brooke, I agree with you 100%. Don't think it's time to push the panic button. It, I think it just magnifies the other games moving forward that, yeah, they missed an opportunity to cushion themselves. Now they need to step up and win the next one and, Make sure it doesn't spiral at all. Yeah. Celebrity cook Steve Martirano brings his Italian-American cooking back home to Philly. Enjoy Martirano's Prime at Rivers Casino and Steve's famous meatballs with Sunday gravy, prime steaks, and more. Make reservations for Martirano's Prime on open table. Brooke, I have watched John Tortorella very closely over the last two days. They've had a couple practices, which I think was probably perfect for them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the benefit of playing in the outdoor game. The league, without a doubt, helps you the next week with the schedule. They play Wednesday, they play Saturday. So it's it's a week where they've gotten a chance to get some rest and also really hammer home details and practice. Tortorella's been intense. On Monday, he definitely got into his team midway through the practice. He challenged them. He was saying not enough. He said he needed more from everybody. He was very, very intense because I think he's trying to have them as refocused as possible. Mm-hmm. The outdoor games in the past, it's now time to focus here and not let the Blackhawks sneak up on them at all. And then even today, Tuesday at practice, he stopped it a couple times. He went over things, looked very intense. He was very animated. I just think he's trying to have them, without a doubt, dead set on 
being ready to play. He actually used those words. I want to make sure we're dead set on being ready to play. Do you like this urgency from Tortorella? Is it time to kind of get into these guys a little bit, make sure, hey, no slip-ups? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've said it from the jump. I think I think Tortorella is the perfect coach for this specific Flyers team for many reasons. But you can't expect this team to just coast while they're sitting in a playoff spot right now. You know, every every single team that is, you know, a few points out of a playoff position, they're gunning. Like, they, they treat every single game out of the All-Star break like a playoff game, like playoff implications are on the line. And I think that that's a huge factor as to why Tortorella is doing this. He's like, you're in this spot now. You could give it two weeks and you can you could be out of a spot just because of how tightly knit the Eastern Conference really is this year. There's there's really good teams, there's good teams, and then the bad ones. There's there's no average teams this year, I would say. So it's gonna be a tightly knit race up until the end. So I like that Tortorella is just kind of, you know, really drilling them and being like, hey, there's no time to let up. You know, get you know, brush off Saturday's loss and pick right back up because you know what? I thought Tortorella was very good post game on Saturday. If they lose to Chicago, you're going to get a much different Tortorella post game mm-hmm. because he knows the importance of it. We've stressed it enough. It's a trap game. 120%. You need them to come in, you know, finish business, get the two points, and get out. But also, I think it's important to notice Ike. I can't remember the last time the Flyers had three days off in between games, genuinely, mm-hmm. because they are one of the few teams who have played the most games in the league. So, you know, give them a couple days to recover. Yes, they were just coming out of the All-Star break a few weeks ago, but aside from that, they have played consistent hockey, some of the most hockey across the league. So I think the few days will benefit them. I really do. And I like the fact that Tortorella has just kind of been like guns a blazing. Like, we're not letting up. We need to continue showing people that we're not going away. And we are we are in this for the long haul. And I, I respect that immensely. I thought it was perfect time. I liked his urgency. I think it's okay to understand the magnitude of this right now. And they do need to hammer home some deep cells. I mean, they've, they've given up 10 goals over their last two games. During that four-game winning streak, they gave up seven. So they clearly were not very good Saturday. And they clearly weren't good enough Thursday against the Maple Leafs to win that game. So that's I think just, it, the, just Austin Matthews, man. Yeah, and Austin he's Matthews a, was incredible. Awful. He's poof, yeah, scary. A hat trick in like he an eight minute span, and he had back to back hat tricks too. Yeah. So I just feel like that was a the Flyers caught Austin Matthews and the Leafs at a really bad time yeah. <laughs> because they are just so on it right now. Yeah, they're, they're scary. No, they're good. Like, they're, and they're, the Flyers still have them two more times. Yeah. And that's why I think you really want to stress the importance of this game. Mm-hmm. The schedule is not easy for the Flyers. They still have eight games left against the top four Atlantic Division teams and three against the Rangers. So those are 11 games that I think are going to really test them. Mm-hmm. So you have to take advantage against mm-hmm. games, against teams like the Blackhawks. Like you, They need that game in Chicago, and I get why it screams trap. You play in front of 70,000 people outdoors on a a festivity-filled weekend, and then you had the Rangers at home Saturday. So this, without a doubt, screams trap. So I thought it was a perfect time, I think, for Tortorella to do what Tortorella does best. Get into them a little bit. Tell them that this game is like a Stanley Cup Game 7. Yeah. Because it matters. And they, the, the reality, the fact of the reality is they are a young team. Um, 
they're a young team that maybe hasn't really done this yet. So if you need to kind of get into them a little bit, I thought it was a fine time to do it. Yeah. And I think he even challenged some of his, his vets. Couturier said after the practice Monday that it was uh, a little bit about him being needing to be better. He hasn't been his best the last two games, mm-hmm. and he needs to be better. So I think you're challenging all people. I think that's fine. I thought it was a good time. Yeah, and not to be the cliche, but you kind of look at how, how they came in dressed as Rocky for, and I have Rocky, like, it runs through my, like, I was born, and it was like, <laughs> here is your culture. It is Rocky Balboa. <laughs> but, you know, one of the, the most famous quotes that come out of the, the series and the franchise is that it's not about how hard, you know, you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, yeah. you know? So take it, take that what you will. They got a little, little gut punch. Again, it's not the end of the world, but you gotta, you gotta pick yourself back up and you gotta just keep going. Yeah. You know, let's, and I, <laughs> I really think funny enough, I really think it embodies a lot of what this team is this year because there were no expectations. And I think that truly, that's why I think that they're playing as well as they are because nothing was set. So they said, okay, let's, let's, prove everybody wrong let's let's show them what we're capable of we're we're a young team that's supposed to be in a rebuild and we're going to make the playoffs and we're going to keep pushing to to do whatever we can to secure that spot so you know it rocky lost the first fight but he came back he came back and that's why it's the best sequel of all time. So, there we <laughs> I don't go. Know, maybe April's game against the Devils is going to be yeah, maybe it'll better. Be, yeah, exactly. It's the sequel, Jordan. It'll be in Philadelphia. It'll be at Wells Fargo <laughs> Center. So the elements, I think the Flyers will use to them. So that hurt. Uh, that doesn't hurt. That certainly helps. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the I, I think Tortorella kind of fought it all weekend with. He's just he's a routine guy, and he like he wants to be intense, and he wants guys focused. But I think he's grown in a way that he's trying to remember that like these are meaningful moments for families and players. And he's, sure, you know, I, on on Friday the day before, the, and when they had the outdoor practice, he was very much a team player. He was, I thought, he was great in his media availability. He talked at length, and I think he really wanted people to enjoy it, uh, the families and the players. Saturday, bit more cagey. He was ready to play. Oh yeah, when he he got off the bus, he came in for media, and he was like, "We're ready to go. We're yeah. ready to play." <laughs> Cam York's in. That's it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's classic Tortorella. That's right. what you expect. You know, you enjoy the the environment and everything on Friday as you should, because there are so many only so many teams that get to experience this, and the Flyers tie a franchise high of six outdoor games with Chicago and Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there's a reason that they keep gravitating toward giving the Flyers this kind of opportunity. Um, but it's also great that Tortorella acknowledged that, and he, like you said, was a great team player on Friday, and then he came in ready to roll for the game on Saturday. Game didn't go so well. He rolls in, and he's already looking forward to the next game, and that's just classic Tortorella. So... You know, that's that's what you need. Yeah. That's what you need. Tortorello's on his game. He's doing what he does this time of year, and I think he wants the Flyers to to do the same. Brooke, would you go as far as to say this Blackhawks game is a must win? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a must win. I think no. it would be a massive missed opportunity again. Yes. To pick up two points against the last place team in the league. But I wouldn't go as far as to say it's a must win. I think some people might think it sure. is. Sure. <laughs> but, but there's, like, what, 20 Six, six left. This will 26 be their twenty-six games left. Ga- yeah, yeah. Remaining games. So. They're all. Re- they're in the playoff spot. If yeah. they lose Wednesday, are they out of the playoff spot, Jordan Hall? No. Then no, it is not a must-win game. <laughs> yeah. So, 
it's a huge opportunity, again, to just kind of squash the loss on Saturday. Mm. However, another loss isn't the end of the world. It's not the end of the season. It's not do or die. It's not a game seven elimination. Just enjoy watching Connor Bedard and you hope that Konechny buries a couple on the yeah. like, Just look at it that way. Just we're so I feel like so tightly wound this season now because now everybody's kind of expecting playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that is a very nerve wracking thing, especially when it is such a bunch of young guys. They want to do it. We want to watch them in the playoffs. That's great. The <laughs> I don't know. I feel like everybody panics now. Every single loss. But you look at the Toronto game and everyone was like, you know, I'm not a moral victory person, but one point against this current Leafs team and fighting back for that, that was a huge deal. Yeah. They fight back. They're not going anywhere. One loss against the worst team in the league is not going to kill them. No. And I think that's the way they got to view it. I think if they go in a little too pressure-filled, it's not going to do them well. I think they just need to go in and focus on playing the way they had been prior to the Devils game and maybe prior mm-hmm. to the Leafs game. Just get back to what they were doing during that four-game winning streak. And I think that's what Tortorello was really emphasizing in these two practices. They worked on down-low play, defensive zone stuff, like quicker to pucks, getting it out, uh, not being as separated defensively but more connected and that was, I think, just, hey, let's get back to what we do type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think if they do that against Chicago, they should be fine. Uh, and, and don't let up a goal in the first 30 seconds. Yes, that's, that's and a, don't fall behind. That's great, too. Yes, <laughs> we see how well they play when they get a lead. Right. That probably will help. Or if they just get situated. Yes. We, they, <laughs> the devil scored, and we were just like... <sighs> here we go. Yeah. Here we well, go. And that's that was kind of just the gist of the whole the whole game. We were like, well, yeah, it's expected. Yeah. All right. And then you let the whole stadium of most, you know, it was probably maybe 60, 40 Devils fans. Sure. Uh, you let them get into it and uh, you get into maybe Arison's head a little bit. He gives one up early. It was a breakaway. It wasn't his fault. But, but you also have to keep in mind, he's still a rookie. Yeah. And that's an insane environment for anyone. Like yep. I was overwhelmed. Just being there and covering it. I can't imagine being, I don't know how NFL players do that on a weekly basis. Yeah, right. It's it's very intense. Yeah. It's incredibly intense. But I, I like the fact that post-game as well, the only person who was really putting blame on the goalie was the goalie. Yeah. Everybody else was like, no, we could have done better. We could have done more. This isn't on Sam. Yeah. And Harrison's like, yeah, I could have stopped. I could have done it. Yeah. But, but like that's, you know, everybody knows it's it's a weird <clears throat> atmosphere for goalies but I prefer the night game I'm glad that the Flyers had that because all of the glares and the sun for Sunday's Islanders Rangers game that would have been terrible to play in so I'm I'm glad that they at least had the night game and you know you get the experience and we're moving on yeah there's there's bigger things at hand this year than winning a regular season outdoor game we got playoffs on the mind yeah I think Flyers fans that's Hockey playoffs yeah. <laughs> in Philly. That's what I want. Yes. <laughs> Brooke wants hockey playoffs at Wells Fargo Center. Yes. I haven't seen it at Wells, in the Wells Fargo Center since 2018, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is hard to believe. Game six against the Pens. Okay. Yes. That was an impressive brutal. Couturier game, but yeah. uh, obviously one where they fell short. Uh, that, was, that was the last game I ever watched in the stands as a fan. Wow. Wow, Fun that's fact. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Then I was an intern, and yeah. they're stuck with me now. Yeah, so. yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I hold on very like near and dear to the last playoff run, and even there, you were sitting there, and you're like, yeah, it doesn't feel like true 
Flyers playoffs atmosphere because they squeaked in. Mm. It wasn't a sold out crowd. I think it's a very different atmosphere this year if the Flyers go in because obviously the last time they were there it was in the bubble. No one was allowed. No, yeah. you know, friggin' yeah. whatever. Yeah, Re- no, rebuild or not, I think fans are gonna if they if they do make the playoffs, I think yeah. fans will be excited to see it again and uh, experience it again. Yeah, so. it'll be. It'll be good. Yeah. I think the city is is really pushing for the Flyers at this point, and I think that that's great, and I think that that's really what the team deserves because they've been fighting all season, and you know you get to a point now where it's like, okay, the Eagles are done, the Phillies are in spring training, you got the Sixers kind of struggling and coasting right now because of Embiid's injury, but the Flyers, they're, they're playing consistent hockey. They're, they're becoming a reliable, fun team that you want to watch on a nightly basis, and... I think that the team is also aware that, you know, oh, the city's the city's got our back and we want to we want to play well for them. So, I dig it. Yeah, dig two it. two huge games for the Flyers on national broadcast Wednesday, a national broadcast in Chicago, and Saturday a national broadcast against the Rangers, a home game that I think as you alluded to, Brooke, fans will be there for and mm-hmm. be excited for. So, oh, 3 o'clock starts though. I'm yeah. not a fan of those. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just going to yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the Flyers handle it. Uh, but big games nonetheless, and we'll have it all covered here on the Flyers Talk podcast. Yes, sir. Brooke, thank you so much. Great to see you. Great to chat with you. A big thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru. Uh, we were at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia. Great to be here. Great to chat about the Flyers and this playoff push. And Flyers fans, of course, we want to say thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we cannot wait to talk to you next time. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.